Hey, welcome back. It's Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930. WBEN, one hour down, three to go. Hope everyone is enjoying their day, whatever it is you are doing today. For our Canadian friends, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you are having a, 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 a joyful Thanksgiving with family and friends. Now, Canadians, you guys still have regular Thanksgiving dinner, right? I mean, it's your Thanksgiving dinner. Does it look like our Thanksgiving dinner? Or is it a little different? What's on the table at a Canadian Thanksgiving? I'm interested in knowing. So anyone wants to uh, shed light on that? And does it happen on Monday? Or do you have the dinner over the weekend? These are, th- these are the kind of things that, that, you know, there are people who all they think about are current events, the news, all this, right? These are the kind of things that go on in my head. You know, what is on the Canadian Thanksgiving table? Is it turkey? Is there something else? Something different than what we put on our Thanksgiving table? So if anyone has any insight into that, um, obviously the... Uh, the lines are open. Before we went to break, we were talking about just not being able to hear an opposing viewpoint without, you know, yelling and uh, acting, you know, acting like a child over an opposing viewpoint. Hold on one second. And I, I, like I said, I thought it was great when David does a topic like he did this afternoon and it's just calm and it's if you disagree with me, please give a call. I'd love to hear from you. Why can't we have those conversations regularly? You know what I mean? I mean, why can't we do that as a nation regularly? Why does it have to be screaming? I mean, I'm not a politician. Most of you in the audience aren't politicians. Why do we have to act like we're on C-SPAN in the middle of a congressional hearing? You know, this isn't parliament. We're just two people or three people, whoever is talking in the conversation. I, I just assumed it was a one-on-one conversation. Why can't we just talk with respect and act like calm, civil human beings? Why does it have to get to a screaming match? Why does it have to get to people yelling at their TV, going on Twitter and posting a bunch of memes? Again, I think that says more about the people. Anyway, you know, I mean, I, I look at that. I, again, last week, I see someone just within 10 minutes posting five or six tweets about Ron DeSantis. It's like, why? Like, why does it have to be this way? I get your opinion. I understand your opinion. I don't agree with your opinion. Why can't it just be like that? It always has to be just a yell back and forth. And it seems more and more. You know, I see people talking politics. I saw a stand-up comedian over the weekend. Was, uh, and I love stand-up comedy. And again, stand-up comedy is a great example. Most stand-up comedians don't politically agree with me. <laughs> okay? Most, most stand-up comedians that I go and pay money to see do not fall in line with my political beliefs. But I immature enough to turn off my politics when I go see a comedian. You know, I love Mark Norman. Mark Norman is one of my favorite comedians right next to Jim Norton. 
if Mark Norman made a, a, a joke about a politician that I favor, I'm not going to start yelling at Mark Norman. It's, 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 a, it's a comedy show. You're supposed to just let loose and laugh. Over the weekend, there was a stand-up, uh, stand-up gig, and someone from the audience asked the comedian, stand-up comedians have done this, Mark Norman does it perfectly, we'll just ask the, the, the audience you know, for a question, right? Mark Norman, he'll put this on Instagram, someone will yell something, and he'll do a joke off of it, right? And I think this is what was trying to be done at this, at this. and someone just asked the comedian, who did you vote for? It had nothing to do with the set, the stand-up comedian, the stand-up comedian wasn't talking about politics, and this person just wanted to get political. Like, is that where we are? That we can't go out and enjoy life without some—I'll say it—moron bringing politics up. And it got to the point where someone threw a drink at the comedian. I mean, it missed the comedian, thank- thankfully. But like, is that where we are? Here's the thing. If you care, if you're going to go see Michael Buble, I don't know why he's here tomorrow. I'll be there. If you're going to see a performer, if you're going to see a stand-up comedian, and you care where they stand politically, guess what? You, the show's not for you. I cannot imagine. Now, there are exceptions, right? Like if Jimmy Kimmel ever decided to go do stand-up again, I probably wouldn't go see his show because Jimmy Kimmel strikes me as someone who in 2022, his stand-up would be all political. And that's just not what I'm looking for. Right? Bill Maher. I probably wouldn't go see Bill Maher do stand-up. Why? It's probably mostly going to be political. That's what he does. But other than extreme examples, if I go see a performer, if I go see a movie... I'm not going to think, uh, sit there and think the whole time, I, I, I wonder where they stand politically. Th- that is completely absurd. And the fact that someone disrupted this comedy show to ask where the stand-up comedian stands politically, and someone yelled, what I would have yelled out of the audience, why do we have to bring politics into this? I agree. Again, there are the certain comedians that if you go see them, you know what you're getting, right? They, they have a political bend, and most likely I'm probably going to stay away from that show, right? I'm not going to go see a stand-up comedian who's going to do an hour and a half on political material. That's just not what, I'm not signing up for that. But I'm also not going to sit there and ask, what a, where do you stand politically? Oh my, I wonder where Mark Norman stands politically. I don't care. I just, want, I just want to hear his comedy. I think he's funny. And I, I've seen him actually make jokes of both sides of the aisle. And that's exactly what I want out of, out of comedy. But I just wish we could get back to a place. Doesn't, it sounds like a, like a... I wish we could get back to a place. I'm going to go a step further. We have to get back to a place. Where we can listen to an opposing viewpoint. And someone texted in, well, Joe, what if the opposing viewpoint is just a blatant lie? Still, I would just still hear it out, and then I would give my rebuttal. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I think, I don't, I don't get what's wrong with that. Here's how I view, here, here's how I stand. If you need to shut someone's opinion up, again, going back to something David talked about in the noon hour, if you have to shut someone's opinion up 
It's because you don't have enough uh, confidence in your opinion. That's the only reason you would shut someone up. If you have confidence in what you believe in, and you're not just saying it because some talking head told you to believe it, or someone on Twitter told you to believe it, if you actually honestly believe it, then you would have no problem with someone finishing their opinion and then giving a rebuttal. 100%, that's what it would be. I think we have people that don't have confidence in their opinion because, hey, the political party that I signed up to vote with says this, so I have to believe this now. And then you have people giving these half-thought-through explanations And they have to completely drown out the other person because, well, they don't have the confidence to actually explain their their opinion. That's what I've observed. That's what I've observed on social media. This gets me into what I wanted to talk about this hour at 8030930. We have an election coming up. You heard uh, over the last two weeks, we've done a spotlight on Hardline with NY23, NY24. And you have... Uh, Hold on. Someone texted in, opinion versus fact is wildly different. You're right. But again, if you believe that your opinion is the fact, texter, then you would let someone finish their opinion before giving yours. Cutting someone off shows a lack of belief in what you're saying. If you don't have the confidence or intelligence to back up your opinion, that's probably why you would either turn someone else up I'm sorry, turn someone else, turn someone else's opinion off or try to shut them up before they can finish. But this brings me to my question at 8030930. You know, we hear every election year, right? You probably have friends, I'm going to vote, I'm going to the polls, I'm going to do this. The fact is, there are many Americans that just don't vote. Right? Only a few decide who who is elected. Not everyone goes to the polls and votes. So I want to ask you at 8030930, have you ever skipped an election? Maybe you've skipped multiple elections. The question is, why don't you vote? What has brought you to a time to not even go to the polls? Did you not like the people running? Did both candidates not stand in your, with your values on issues? Or, and I think this last one's probably the most popular, have you just been turned off by politics? American politics in 2022, I'm, I'm sorry to say, are a huge turnoff for a lot of people. A lot of people. People are turned off by the divisive politics in America. And a lot of people don't align hard right or hard left. Actually, most Americans land somewhere in the middle. But guess what? They're not flooding your Twitter feed with politics. Who's flooding your Twitter feed? It's the extremes on the left and the right. That's who's on social media. Social media is not reality. Reality is that most people, over 60% of Americans, 
land in the middle. Middle left, middle right. Less than 20% on each side of the aisle would say they're an extreme left or right. That is the reality. And I think a lot of people, you want to know why people don't show up to midterm elections? Right? The first thing we'll hear from whatever party doesn't win in midterm elections, well, uh, why didn't people vote? Why didn't people come out? You ever think it's maybe you? <laughs> maybe you're the reason? Maybe p- the political parties have gotten too toxic? And that's why? You notice a politician will never blame themselves for losing an election. I've never heard, uh, rarely do you hear a politician say it was their fault for losing an election. It's always someone else's fault. And someone says, if you don't vote, then you haven't got a right to complain, for lack of better expression. And I do believe that. Like, I believe everyone should go and voice their opinion. But I can also see someone just being completely turned off by both political parties. We have two political parties, which, by the way, is ridiculous. There's no way that half the country aligns perfectly with one party and the other half aligns perfectly with another party. That's just not reality. I'll tell you right now, the party that I'm registered in, I do not agree 100% with. <laughs> That's just not reality. It's not realistic. Unless you're just, you're just following what you're told to believe, there's no way you 100% align with one political party or the other. That's insane. And so I think, number one, that's, that's the first big turnoff in American politics are when we have these two parties that I have to either lie in line with one or the other. And there are people, those on the extremes might find this hard to believe, there are people in this country that don't feel extreme one way or the other. They can say, oh, I like this part of this party. I like this part of this party. You know, I always say, I vote with three things in mind. There's three things in mind when I go to the polls, and that determines what party, who I vote for. You know, I vote with my wallet. I vote for uh, a strong military. And I vote for a strong economy, which I guess is my wallet. I guess there's only two things. I've always said it that way with three things. But anyway, I want a stable economy and I, I, want, I want a strong military. That's, that will usually bring me to the, to, the, to the polls to vote for those two things. And that's how most people, people go to the polls. All right, what candidate will support these two things or these three things that I go to the polls for? So 803 930 star 930, what brings you to the polls and what keeps you away from the polls? And it's, a, it's an election year. I want to know from you, and let's do this whole next segment without bringing up anyone's name. I want to know issues. What issues bring you to the polls? Or what about politics keeps you away from the polls? And we're talking about people who actually register to vote. And then don't go and vote. What can we change about politics? What can we change about American politics in 2022 to get more people involved in voting? To bring people to the polls? How can we get out of, uh, let's be honest, politics are toxic right now. 
How do we get ourselves out of this? And the answer is not to point finger at one party or the other. That's not the answer. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. Why do you vote? What are the issues? And if you've missed an election, what is your reasoning for missing an election? It's Beamer in for Bowerly, taking your calls after this on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let me let me say this. Let me admit, I've obviously been guilty of what I am trying, what I'm saying we need to stop doing. You know, I've been guilty of there are times where I will see something on Twitter, and I know, Joe, what does responding to this on Twitter gain? What does it gain? But guess what? I still do it. I still do it. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, there are times where I I get upset at someone else's opinion. Yes, we all have. I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to do what I'm doing. I'm I'm saying one thing, yeah, I'm also trying to do that. I'm trying to see an opposing view on Twitter and just walk away or hear someone's opposing view and give my intelligent response if it's something I disagree with. But yeah, I've been guilty of I've been guilty of being the guy yelling at the TV. Of course. Of course, less and less lately. Again, I, I'm trying to, I, I think it's in everyone's best interest to calm down. And again, if you have confidence in your opinion, what's the big deal of letting someone else get their opinion out? Let them get their opinion out and then give an intelligent response. You know, just like I was talking about in the 2 o'clock hour, um, another expression I hate is, you're too young to understand. That doesn't win any arguments. <laughs> that just loses them. Let me finish my opinion, and then you can try to, to give yours. So 803-0930, star 930. It's an election year, midterm elections, a lot on the line uh, this election year. And I'm asking, what brings you to the polls? Or... What keeps you away from the polls? Do you find politics getting toxic? Are you sick of both major parties? 
guess what? A majority of Americans are sick of, of both parties. You know why? Because a majority of Americans are in the middle. They're not on the extreme left. They're not on the extreme right. They're middle left, middle right. Joe Manchin said it. Joe Manchin, a Democrat, said that most Americans are middle right. Joe Manchin said that. He's right. And it shows more than 60% of Americans would say they're in the middle. Someone put on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. I'm an independent, have been for over 20 years. Neither major party is fit for a fiscal conservative social moderate. I have written in for all. Now, this is when they, this is when they, Okay, I'm sorry. I have written in for all presidential elections since 1992. I always vote, including local and state general elections, but many times write in those elections. Uh, two, for governor this year, I will vote for Zeldin, primarily because Hochul lacks leadership, um, and goes on and on. Texter, I appreciate, but our text board is acting up. Um, but see, the first part of that text, independent, have been for 20 years, neither major party is a fit, for a fiscal conservative social moderate. More and more people are feeling that way. Now, to this texter's uh, credit, they still go and vote. They still go and voice their opinion, even if it is, if it is writing in the presidential, uh, writing in the candidate. But they still go to the polls. There are people, especially my age, who are just so turned off by politics altogether. And that's politicians from both sides of the aisle. You know, people... Turned off by Joe Biden, people turned off by Donald Trump. They decide, hey, I don't want to go to the polls. I don't, I don't want to vote for either of these people. Maybe it's a two-party system. Maybe that's what is wrong with American politics. Maybe that's why we're in this politically divided. But as you know, Greg Gutfeld said, you can just walk outside and realize it's not as divided as some people would like you to believe. Just go outside, go to a bar, go out to it for a Bills game yesterday and tell me that we're really that divided. But what issues are bringing you to the polls? Again, tell me why you're going to the polls without telling me a name. What issues make you go and vote? Like I said, for me, I want a strong economy. I want a strong military. And, you know, I, I guess the third one I could add this year is that I want safe I want to feel safe going outside. I want to feel safe. I want crime to be down. I want, I want a law enforcement that's going to be tough on crime. I don't think that's ridiculous to say. And the fact that that is a this party versus that party thing, I think, is, is outrageous. I don't think that's too ridiculous to say, those three things. And to me, what's incredible is that people will try to fight you on that. People will try to... To, to push back on that. Just because they perceive you as someone who doesn't agree with them, who's not aligned in the same political party. Another thing that I, I, I'll say this, another thing that I try to do less and less of is just post about politics in general on social media. Again, it doesn't gain me anything. I'm not a politician. I'm not running for anything. What am I gaining by posting memes, by posting about politics. I'm not gaining anything. I'm not under some weird belief that because Joe Beamer posted this, people are going to go vote for this person. Again, I share my opinion with you, and I hope you at least find it entertaining. 
but I'm not under any kind of impression that that's going to push someone's vote one way or the other. And that's what I tell myself. Anytime I want to tweet out something political, I just tell myself, Joe, what, what are we gaining from this? Probably as much as you're going to gain from tweeting out this Virginia Tech clip. So just tweet that out instead. But I want to go back to that, that, that number, that 60% number. I mean, it, it, it's, it's really interesting. If you look at American politics and what you are being told, and what you are being told on both sides of the aisle by both major parties, you're being told that, you know, hey, this person is beloved or this person is hated and, and vice versa. I mean, it, again, it's very telling that a majority of Americans say they don't align hard with one party or the other, and that a majority of Democrats don't even like the guy who right now is the face of the party, the president. I, I mean, again, if you, were go- if you were going to go by what they're saying in the media, what people are saying on Twitter, you would believe that America is split one extreme to the other, right? If you were to believe what the media says, you have Half the country, extreme Democrat. The other half of the country, extreme Republican. That's just not true. A majority of Americans don't want to see a repeat of the 2020 election. They don't want to see either candidate. Now, those within political parties will say whatever they you know, have to say. Yes, we want this person, we want that person. But if we were just talking to Americans, and again, at the end of the day, Your preference shouldn't be about a political party. It should be what's best for America. A majority of Americans just want someone who's in the middle. But why do we let people on extremes, one side or the other, continue to tell us what's popular, what's not popular, who to vote for, who not to vote for. You know, I'll go back to something I said at the beginning of uh, of the three o'clock hour. In my opinion, it is almost impossible to align 100% with one political party over the other. Again, I have three things I go to the polls, I'm going to the polls with this year. That's going to line up with the party that I'm I'm registered under. Usually works out that way. But to say that I'm 100% behind everything the party does, it's ridiculous. I have two choices. How am I going to align 100% with one of two choices? I just don't think that's realistic. 803-0930, star 930. Tom's in Tonawanda. Tom, thanks for calling in. Yes, Mr. Beamer. I'd just like to say it's, it's very important imperative that we get Kathy Hochul out of office. I'm an old Vietnam veteran. I'm in my 70s, but her vision and her outlook and her decisions are very, very antiquated and and poor. I don't know who her advisors are, but she she has to go. We had 30 years of these Democrats, one Republican governor, George Pataki, and he was only in there for one term, so he couldn't do much. But this is the time. She has to go. She has to go. There's there's no doubt in my military mind she has to go. Well, and, and Tom, you know, I listen to a lot of talk uh, downstate in New York City. And let me say, she's not popular downstate either. It's not just a, it's not just a WBEN 
uh, Western New York thing. I mean, sh- she's not popular in, in downstate either. It, it, it's it's becoming a close election, Tom. It's uh, it's interesting to follow, and I thank you for your service, Tom and Tonawanda. That's what's bringing him to the polls. And I think it's bringing a lot of people to the polls. And again, uh, on the other side, I think you're going to have people, you're going to have Democrats that won't go and vote on election day because they might not feel, you know, 100% with their party. And instead of voting against the party, they just won't go to the polls. Again, on other shows that I listen to downstate in New York City, I've heard people call in and say, I'm just not going to vote this year. I mean, and who, who, who is, who does that reflect the failure? In my opinion, that, that, that reflects a failure on American politics. And it, it, the two-party system is just flawed. It's just a flawed system, in my opinion. And that's what I get to do when I fill in, give my opinion. You know, but I, I think to, to Tom's point, I, I think you have a lot of people, obviously on the Republican side, but I think you have people in the middle and to the middle left that would, would agree with what Tom said. And I appreciate you listening to me for the last hour rant on about what I see as an issue right now in just the way politics are discussed. So I hope I hope you at least enjoyed it. I hope it made sense what I was saying. But that that's just where I stand. I, I just I think we need to be able to hear other people's opinions out and we need to be able to I think at a political level maybe see that you're not going to agree 100% with one party or the other it's just in my opinion that's just impossible but as I mentioned with Alan I promised this on Friday and the reason was if you weren't with us on Friday and I'd understand why it was a long weekend um, if you weren't with us on Friday we were talking about uh, conversation non-starters. And someone suggested DNA test kits. Now, I feel the complete opposite. I think DNA test kits are very interesting. And the, the things people find out about their families, about their family's past, is incredible, for lack of a better word. Incredible. And when we, when we brought that up, when that topic came up on the air, we had a bunch of texts of what people found when they sent out a DNA test kit. So I thought in the four o'clock hour, we would open the phone lines. This will only work if you call in. We would open the phone lines to those of you who have completed a DNA test kit and what interesting things you found out about your family's past, about your Uh, things you didn't know about your family's past. As I said, I know someone who took a DNA test kit, thought they were of two nationalities. And I kid you not, they got the results back from the DNA test kit. And they were neither of the two nationalities they thought they were. Neither. Nothing showed up from either. And they found things out. I've known, I know people that have found out, um, Relatives they thought they were uh, related were not actually blood related. Very interesting, interesting things that people find out from these DNA test kits, and they're very popular. You know, uh, people are sending these things out every day. So if you have a story about things you've discovered when sending out a DNA test kit, we will take those calls. 803-0930, star 930, and on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Again, it can be you something you discovered or some something someone you know 
discovered. And if you haven't done a DNA test kit, what is there something about your past that you would be very interested in learning? Your family's past, I'm sorry, that you'd be interested in learning? And would you go and submit for this DNA test to see just how far back you can go? I, I have an aunt who's done this. Um, and, you know, she's gone back very far now. She's pieced this all together. You know, she's kind of made a project of it, I think. I think I'm correct. I'll get a text if I'm not. Um, you know, and as I said, our own Alan Harris has, uh, has done this. He's very familiar with these. So we're going to bring him on when he has a break in traffic to talk about his experience. But I'm interested in yours as well at 803-0930, star 930. You can text your story in at 803-0930. You can tweet me your story if you'd like, at the Joe Beamer. Whatever way to communicate, we'll appreciate it. It's Beamer in for Bowerly here on whatever hol- holiday it is that you're celebrating on WBEN.